Welcome back to the Morning Kickoff YouTube show. I'm your host, Matt Witt. And today we are here to talk about top seven uh, Dark Horse Super Bowl candidates for the 2022-2023 season. In our last episode, we went over Dark Horse MVP candidates, and now we're here to talk about the team as a whole who are not likely going to even win their division or compete for a Super Bowl. But every year you see one, two, three teams surprise us. I mean, even just the Rams this last year, we thought they were done and they came in as a five seed, went on the road and won a Super Bowl out of it. There's a lot of teams that we could talk about here and we're going to talk about Dark Horse Super Bowl teams. Now, just like we did in our last episode, we are not including the top 10 most likely to make the Super Bowl according to Vegas Insider. This top 10 includes the Buffalo Bills being the number one. Again, Buffalo Bills are number one, just like Josh Allen was number one in the last. Buccaneers is two, respectfully. I mean, it's the... The NFC South is by far the worst division in all of football right now. So that's why Buccaneers are second. And then you have Chiefs, Rams, Packers, Chargers, 49ers, Broncos, Cowboys, Browns. These are the top 10 most likely to make the Super Bowl in the 2022-2023 season, according to Vegas Insider. I do not completely agree with this list, but this is the list that we're going to go based off of because this is where the betting odds are sitting at right now. Getting into this list, we're going to go into our seventh spot, and that's going to be my Minnesota Vikings. This is a perfect dark horse Super Bowl team. And I feel like we talk about this every year, where the Vikings on paper have one of the best rosters on both sides of the ball and just continue to fall apart. Now with an entire new coaching staff and um, an offense that can likely work together now a lot better than they have in the past, it's looking likely that the Vikings will at least be competitive this next season. As just about every year, Minnesota finishes around the 500 mark and then don't make the play. Playoffs. It should be a different story this year with our new coaching staff. Now, this is more of an optimistic point of view talking from me, but again, Vikings are a perfect dark horse team. A lot of additions have been made to this defense after the Vikings finished 30th ranked defense in the 2021 season are going into this next year with a lot of new core starters on the defense, starting with uh, Harrison Phillips, who's going to start on the defensive front. Jordan Hicks was going to play alongside Eric Kendricks. Zadarius Smith, huge signing coming from the division rival, arch rival Green Bay Packers to come play for us. Week one, we're going to play the Packers. Zadarius Smith's going to get his revenge. Uh, drafting Lewis Seen and Andrew Booth to both be other starters, potential starters on our Vikings defense as well, with Ed Ingram able to step in on the offensive line. But this is really our additions at defense here. It all comes down to our offense when you look at it in the grand scheme of things. Because when it comes to the Vikings offense on paper, we should have a top five offense we just haven't seen yet and I'm hoping with this new coaching staff that we can finally see what this offense is really capable of going into this next season and the reason why I have the Vikings on this list is not because I'm trying to make this list biased it's because this is a perfect dark horse team you have on paper a great roster and they're at plus 4200 odds to make the Super Bowl on top of that with the Minnesota Vikings, they have a pretty easy schedule. Right now, the Vikings schedule is ranking at the 13th easiest schedule, so I guess it's around the middle of the pack, but looking at the rest of the division, it's not as competitive as, as a division as it once was. You're looking at the Bears and Lions, who will likely be under 500, and it's really a two-man or a two-team race when you're looking at the NFC North. That's why I have the Vikings on this list. Number six, and it's kind of a complete opposite story, is the Las Vegas Raiders. Raiders, in my opinion, should be a Super Bowl contender. And I have them so late on this list because I believe on, again, on paper, they should be a Super Bowl contender. They have a tough schedule. The Raiders are coming out of arguably, in my opinion, the, the hardest division in all of football. The AFC West is absolutely stacked. And as of right now, I believe the Raiders are most likely going to finish fourth in that division. And that's why I have them so late in this list, just because I don't believe they're going to win their division. It's not very often where teams that don't, that have to go on the road in the playoffs and make a Super Bowl, 
I know it did just this last year, so we're including the Raiders on this list, but still, on paper, one of the best rosters. With additions of Devontae Adams and Demarcus Robinson and Keelan Cole, finally, finally, Derek Carr has players to throw to. He's not feeding it to Darren Waller 14, 15 times a game. He finally has wide receivers to throw to who can hopefully stay healthy for his his sake. On the defensive side of the ball, made a lot of adjustments, adding Rakyasin to play uh, corner for them. Chandler Jones, Chandler Jones and Max Crosby duo is going to be elite with Bilal Nichols on the defensive front as well. Jayon Brown, who's going to be a middle linebacker for them, uh, added him from the Tennessee Titans and then also drafting uh, Parham, who can hopefully for their sake, step up on the offensive line. It really, when you're looking at the Las Vegas Ra Raiders, their offensive line is garbage. And that's the whole thing that's holding them back right now is their schedule. According to uh, uh, CBS Sports, they have the seventh hardest schedule in all of football. And their offensive line is not good. And Alex Leatherwood was arguably the worst offensive line this last year when you're looking at his draft stock compared to how he performed in his rookie season. So hopefully he does have a lot of progression going into year two. Colton Miller still elite. Outside of that, their offensive line is terrible. But Derek Carr finally has players to throw to. They have a real head coach now after they had an interim head coach this last year and somehow made a playoff berth out of it. I mean, this team, it looks like a Super Bowl team. I just don't think it's going to happen. I have them so late in this list because I believe on paper they have a great roster, but in the grand scheme of things, because of their strength of schedule and because of their offensive line, I don't think they're going to make a Super Bowl run out of this, especially looking at the rest of the AFC. Number fifth on this list, and this is an interesting team, a fun team that's going to be watched this next season. That's the Miami Dolphins. This Miami Dolphins team is elite, and they went on a complete spending spree this offseason, specifically on the offensive side of the ball. They are finally realizing that they have to put Tua in the right position to succeed. Over the last couple seasons, Tua has not been in a good position to succeed. A lot of that does have to do with injuries, but it still has to do with the fact that he didn't have players to work with. Other than Jalen Waddle this last season, his offensive line hasn't been great, and his playmakers were not amazing as well. Going into year three for, uh, for Tua now, or is it year four? No, it's year three. Going into year three for Tua, he has playmakers all around the board with the addition of Tyreek Hill a top five wide receiver in the league in my opinion you could you pair him up with Jalen Waddle you added Cedric Wilson to your roster he has a stacked group of running backs now with Chase Edmonds being their starter Raheem Mostert who's a great running back but he plays what two games a year Sony Michelle kind of should be a transitional piece as well hopefully he can stay healthy and then they also have that running back that they used this last year as well adding a lot of offensive linemen to the roster as well with Taron Armstead being a huge signing for this uh for this uh, Miami Dolphins team to start him at left tackle Connor Williams another big signing who's going to start at left guard for them and then obviously Melvin Ingram being another addition to their defense so I think for the Dolphins sake this season can go two ways they can compete for their division make a playoff run and make some noise in the playoffs, maybe they make a Super Bowl run out of it. I mean, it's the NFL, anything can happen. Or they completely fall apart and have to look to a new quarterback in this next draft. I didn't add, but they also did add, oh, they, I did put it here. They added Teddy Bridgewater as well, who can play for their team when Tua goes down with an injury. So they're not completely screwed when they suffer with another injury from Tua. It's not if Tua gets injured, it's when he gets injured because he gets injured every year. So for that reason, Dolphins, fifth on this list, think they're going to be competitive this next team. Then next on the list, we have the Indianapolis Colts, which is a very fun team to watch. This is an old school football team right here where you have a tough 
tough defense with starters, big name starters all around the board and a huge ground and pound offense. They have arguably the best running back in the league and one of the best, if not the best interior offensive front in the league. So looking at it and then Matt Ryan as well, you can say what you want about, about Matt Ryan. I understand a lot of people talking about Matt Ryan being washed and him being past his prime. He's a huge upgrade from Carson Wentz regardless. No matter what Matt Ryan looks like, he's probably going to play better than Carson Wentz did this last year. For that reason, I believe the Matt Ryan trade made a lot of sense for the Indianapolis Colts. You also have Nick Foles to be your backup, who is known to be one of the best backup quarterbacks in all of football history. On top of that, adding a lot of big-name starters to your defense, being Stephon Gilmore, who can play alongside Kenny Moore, one of the biggest signings this offseason, a huge trade with the Raiders to bring in Yannick Ngakwe to play alongside uh, to play alongside uh, Quiddy Pay on the defensive front as well. You also have Rodney McLeod. You have uh, Tyson Williams and Philip Lindsay and Alec Pierce. A lot of players who have you added to add depth to your roster. So uh, it really comes down to the defense here. I believe the Colts defense should be top five this next season, and Jonathan Taylor should be in the in the competition for MVP this next year, which is crazy to say because we haven't had a running back who's been in the conversation for MVP since Adrian Peterson, I believe, who won it in 2012. At least we haven't had a running back win it since Adrian Peterson in 2012. And then third on this list, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. This one hurts. But with that being said, say what you want about Jalen Hurts. Nick Sirianni has shown that he can make him work. Jalen Hurts is in the best possible situation alive. They have one of the best offensive lines in all of football, and he's loaded with playmakers around the board. With Devontae Smith, the addition of A.J. Brown, and in my opinion, one of the best tight ends in the league, Dallas Goddard. He has a lot of options to throw to, and right now, Jalen Hurts is in a perfect situation to succeed. It's why I had him in my list of MVP candidates, and it's why I have the Eagles in this list as well. On top of that, some big-name players have been added to this Eagles defense. The Eagles defense was already very good, but adding James Bradbury just made him even better. Adding Hassan Reddick, one of the best pass rushers to enter free agency, made him that much better. And then also Jordan Davis drafting him in the first round. So the Eagles have made a lot of adjustments to their offense and defense this offseason, having one of the best drafts and one of the best free agencies this last year. And for that reason, I like him at plus 28-20 odds to make a Super Bowl run this next year. Looking at it all, also, on top of that, Eagles have a cake schedule. According to CBS Sports, they have the third easiest schedule in all of football, only behind Cowboys and Commanders, who are also in their division. And I believe the Giants are fourth as well. So, in other words, the NFC East has a very easy schedule going into this next year. And for that reason, Eagles should finish with a good record, an above 500 record, either win their division or make the playoffs. I see no case for the Eagles miss the playoffs this next year, unless if they suffer with a lot of injuries. For that reason, Philadelphia fans should love how this offseason went for them and how going into this next year should be competitive in the playoffs. And then second on this list is a team everybody has to put on their list, and that is going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. At plus 2080 odds, after just making a Super Bowl, the Bengals are not in the top 10 most likely to make a Super Bowl run. Now, at first, you might say that this is a little weird because the Bengals are one of the best rosters in all of football. They are in a very tough division. Their division is hard with the Browns, with the Ravens, with the Steelers even. It's going to be competitive for them. According to CBS Sports, they have the third hardest schedule in all of football. And after not improving a whole lot on the defensive side of the ball this offseason, it's looking like a similar Bengals team than what we saw this last year. Now, their thing was you could say it was a little bit of a Cinderella story. At the end of the day, 
Assuming that the Ravens are more healthy this next year and the Pittsburgh Steelers just completely improved this offseason, the Browns improved a lot, it's going to be tough for the Bengals. And at the third hardest schedule, now on the offensive side of the ball, they did a great job this offseason. I love the idea of bringing in new starters because that team was bad at protecting uh, Joe Burrow, which just shows how good of a quarterback Joe Burrow is. But adding Hayden Hurst, who's a great blocking tight end, you have... um. Uh, Ted Karras, who can play for you at center. You have Alex Kappa to play for you at right guard, addition from the Buccaneers. And then you have Lyle Collins, who is coming from uh, Cowboys to come start for you at, at right tackle. So a lot of new starters on your offensive line. Most of your offensive line is going to be new starters. You also have Jonah Williams at left tackle. So you're kind of seeing the same thing the, the Chiefs did where they lost the Super Bowl and then completely changed their offensive line going into the next season. So I think that the Bengals are going to at least be competitive and maybe make a playoff berth, but... Yeah, let's be honest, that, that that schedule's tough. That division is very tough, especially with Deshaun Watson you're going to have to deal with now twice a year. It's going to be tough for the Bengals to make a Super Bowl run, but you have to put them on, those, on this list because it's the Bengals. They have one of the best rosters. Number one on this list in the Bengals division as well is the Baltimore Ravens at plus 2080 odds to make a Super Bowl run. Okay, this is a team I've talked about a lot because the Baltimore Ravens right now only had a bad season this last year due to injuries. Now, after having, in my opinion, the best draft this, this last uh, draft in 2022 and one of the best free agencies, it's looking like the Baltimore Ravens are going to be back competing for a Super Bowl this next year. And it really comes down to the additions on defense. Their offense is going to probably be a little questionable again. I mean, you still have Mark Andrews. You're going to have to see how Rashad Bateman looks. You did trade away Marquise Brown, but still you have one of the best offensive lines and you have and an outstanding head coach to call your place. I mean, even if Lamar Jackson gets injured, Tyler Huntley is Lamar Jackson Jr. at this point. So I believe that the Ravens offense is going to be at least acceptable. Now, looking at this defense, the Ravens defense should be the best in 2022 and 2023 season with the addition of Marcus Williams and Kyle Hamilton, two of the best safeties out there who the, who the Ravens could have taken Kyle Fuller, adding him, Michael Pierce, one of the best nose tackles. You got Travis Jones, who in my opinion was the best nose tackle in this draft. Calais Campbell's coming to your defense as well. You also had Tyler Linderbaum added the best center to come play for your offensive line. I mean, this Ravens team is ridiculous and I have them first in this list because this is a perfect dark horse Super Bowl team. It's a roster that you don't really know what's going to look like, but what you do know is it's going to be a lot better of a season than it was this last year because the Ravens completely fell apart due to injuries this last year. I feel like half their roster was on IR for a majority of the season. In my opinion, they have the best, the best secondary in all of football and maybe the best defense. We're going to have to wait and see how this new defense looks for the Ravens, but still, this is a stacked roster, front, back, and center, and it really comes down to their to who the heck is Lamar Jackson going to throw the rock to, because what, is he going to feed it to Mark Andrews? You still don't know how Rashad Bateman's going to look. I'm a huge Bateman fan. I hope he looks good for their sake. Again, and don't know how that's going to look. J.K. Dobbins still has to prove himself at running back. Uh, Gus Edwards, you still have a backup running back. These are two players that didn't even play this last season due to injuries. A lot of questions on the Ravens team, which is why they are a perfect dark horse Super Bowl candidate. Their coaching staff is great. They have, in my opinion, arguably the best defense in all of football. One of the best special teams, maybe the best special teams in all of football. And their offense should at least hold their own. So that's per, that's my top pick for the Ravens or for Dark Horse Super Bowl contenders in this next season would be the Baltimore Ravens with the Bengals following it. Eagles, Colts, Dolphins, Raiders, five minutes. Let me know what y'all think.